Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. Today we're in Genesis 42, but before we start in with our reading, let's go ahead and uh, go to God. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for who you are, and I thank you for your mercy and your grace. I'm so happy that I get to talk to you. It's awesome. And it's awesome that you care about me and that you know me and you still want to talk to me. You still want to be part of my life. And you call me son. So, Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for all that you've done. And I just lift up this time, this reading, that I ask that it be from you, that the words would be your message, not mine, that you would cleanse my heart, my, my mind, and help me, to go, help me to utter and share your words, not mine. May you be honored and glorified by all that is said and done. In Jesus' name, amen. So it's been a few days, and I have to admit I'm a little rusty, um, but I'm excited to be back. I've been at work events, and it's a, it's a little bit of a tough time, and you will see it's a perfect chapter for the fact that as a country, we're heading into a little bit of a challenge economically and whatnot. So I just wanted to uh, let you know I'm, I'm really excited to be back and to be talking to you all. But before we read chapter 42, I wanted to read from the Preaching the Word commentary, just the first couple of uh, paragraphs regarding chapter 42, because I feel like it really sets up a lot of the, the remainder of Genesis. So let me just go ahead and get started with that. Apart from Benjamin, Joseph's brothers were a miserable lot. Sons two and three, Simon and Levi, were guilty of premeditated genocide in the slaughter of the unsuspecting Sheshemites. Number one son, Reuben, had committed incest with his father's concubine in an attempt to secure ascendancy over his father, Jacob. Next, all ten of them had taken young Joseph and stripped him and beaten him and thrown him into a pit with fratricidal intent, which was only averted by a passing caravan and his sale into slavery in Egypt. Number four son, Judah, then impregnated his daughter-in-law, Tamar, who had disguised herself as a Canaanite prostitute. So by any estimation, these patriarchs-to-be were less than promising as bearers of the promise of Abraham and rootstock for the covenant nation that would emerge from Egypt at the Exodus. These ten needed to be confronted with their guilt. They needed an awakening of conscience. They needed to mourn. They needed to genuinely repent. And they needed reproachment with Joseph if they were to be preserved during the worldwide famine. Truly, their future rested upon such changes. God could easily raise up new patriarchs if he so chose, as indeed he would do with Joseph's sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. The brothers desperately needed grace, though they did not know it. So much of that I can relate to. I understand, yeah, maybe I didn't commit commit genocide. Maybe I didn't commit incest and sleep with my father's concubine or any of those other things. But I've sinned nonetheless. And prior to knowing and accepting Jesus into my life, I was unaware of the need for grace. I just knew there was something missing. And I have to thank God so much for him not just like, giving up on me just like he didn't give up on these 
these men and these future leaders of the you know Israeli nation he didn't give up on them he didn't give up on me even though I didn't understand the need for grace that was so desperately needed in my life so I just look at this and I I've said this before at times I look at the actions of these people and I shake my head with a superiority intent or concept only then to be struck down and totally reminded of my shortcomings and failures and I just have to say I'm so thankful God didn't give up on me like he didn't give up on them that he he put people in my life he put situations in my life so that I would know him and he's doing the same here with these people with these men and their families so with that let's go ahead and get into Verse 1 of chapter 42. When Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why do you just keep looking at each other? He continued, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us so that we may live and not die. You know, we're heading into some economic challenges in our country. And often people, kind of like frogs, say, "How How do you boil a frog? You just put him in a pot of cold water and turn up the heat. And eventually, you know, he doesn't even notice, doesn't even jump out. It's the same thing with what happens with people. I do it too. Also, now I get used to my circumstance. I don't change it. Unless someone comes along, be it God or a friend, that says, get off your butt, quit doing, accepting this and move on. And that's exactly what Jacob did. And that was exactly, you know, God sent the famine so that these brothers had to go deal with Joseph. Then 10 of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain in Egypt. From, but Jacob did not send Benjamin, Joseph's brother, with the others because he was afraid that harm might come to him. So Israel's sons were among those who went to buy grain, for there was famine in the land of Canaan also. Now Joseph was the governor of the land, the person who sold grain to all its people. So when Joseph's brothers arrived, they bowed down to him with their faces to the ground. As soon as Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them, but he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. Where do you come from? He asked. From the land of Canaan, they replied, to buy food. Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. Then he remembered his dreams about them and said to them, You are, sp- <clears throat> you are spies. You have come to see where our land is unprotected. No, my Lord, they answered, your servants have come to buy food. We are the sons of one man. Your servants are honest men, not spies. No, he said to them, you have come to see where our land is unprotected. But they replied, your servants were 12 brothers, the sons of one man who lives in the land of Canaan. The youngest is now with our father and one is no more. Joseph said to them, it is just as I told you, you are spies. And this is how you will be tested. As surely as Pharaoh lives, you will not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of your, your number to get your brother. The rest, of, the rest of you will be kept in prison so that your words may be tested to see if you are telling the truth. If you are not, then as surely as Pharaoh lives, you are spies. And he put them all in custody for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, Do this, and and you will live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers stay here in prison, 
while the rest of you go and take back your back for your starving household. Take grain back for your starving household. Sorry about that. But you must bring your youngest brother to me so that your words may be verified that you may not die. This they proceeded to do. They said to one another, Surely we are being punished because of our brother. We saw how distressed he was when he pleaded with us for his life, but we, but we would not listen. That's why this distress has come on us. Reuben replied, Didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy? It's always nice to have one of those I told you so people in your life, isn't it? But you wouldn't listen. Now we must give an accounting for his blood. They did not realize that Joseph could understand them since he was using an interpreter. He turned away from them and began to weep, but then came back and spoke to them again. He had Simeon taken from them and bound before his eyes, before their eyes. Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain, to put each man's silver back in his sack, and to give them provisions for their journey. After this was done, they loaded their grain on their donkeys and left. At the place where they stopped for the night, one of them opened his sack to get feed for his donkey. And he saw his silver in the mouth of the sack. My silver has been returned, he said to his brothers. Here it is in my sack. Their hearts sank and they turned to each other trembling and said, What is this that God has done to us? Because they're going to think, they're, they're afraid that, he, that now Joseph, the Egyptian, is going to think that they stole from him because they stole their money back. When they came to their father, Jacob, in the land of Canaan, they told him all that had happened to them. They said, the man who is Lord over the land spoke harshly to us and treated us as though we were spying on the land. But we said to him, we are honest men. We are not spies. We were 12 brothers, sons of one father. One is no more and the youngest is now with our father in Canaan. Then the man who is Lord over the land said to us, this is how I will know whether you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me and take food for your starving households and go. But bring your youngest brother to me, so I will know that you are not spies, but honest men. Then I will give your brother back to you, and you can trade in the land. As they were emptying their sacks, there in each man's sack was his pouch of silver. When they and their father saw the money pouches, they were frightened. Their father Jacob said to them, You have deprived me of my children. Joseph is no more, and Simeon is no more. And now you want to take Benjamin? Everything is against me. Then Reuben said to his father, You may put both of my sons to death if I do not bring him back to you. Entrust him to my care and I will bring him back. It's a pretty bold you know, statement since you know he's going to take him down where there's an army that could hold him against him. So. But jo- Jacob said, My son will not go down there. His brother is dead and he is the only one left. If harm comes to him, on the journey you are taken, you will bring my gray head down to the grave in sorrow. So that's how it ends. At that point, he's like, no, you're not taking him. You've already lost Joseph. You've lost now Simeon. You're not taking another one for me to lose. All the while knowing that, hey, you know, Simeon's in jail. We're just going to leave him there for a while. <laughs> but anyway, so with that, let's just go to, go to God in prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. Thank you for for giving us your word. I just pray our spirits would be open to you, that your word would go out and have great import, and that we would hear your message 
and that we would take it to heart and that it would build our spirit to be closer to you. I just thank you for all you've done for watching over us. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.